Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. Do you hear me? Yes. Okay. Good. You can sit there. Let me be down. Happy Sabbath, everybody. First of all, thank you, everybody, who called me and gave me condolences after the loss of my mother this week. Uh, it was on Monday that Monday 3.58 I just got home and then I see my sister text me say mom is gone so and I didn't expect that because last Thursday the other Thursday I spoke with her so thank you everybody who uh, prayed for me and who are still praying for my family and today I'm not supposed to preach actually Gregor is supposed to preach, but his wife is sick. So last night he called me around 7, and he said, I'm not sure if I'll be there. Will you please take my position? I said, well, I'll take the heat. Since I'm an elder, I don't have an option. So let's pray for Sister Lorraine that she recovers from her sickness. And let's pray for those who went to come meeting and the others as well who are sick. Now, before we start this particular subject today, I want us to pray so we can begin. Let's pray. Father in heaven, it is because of your grace and it is because of your mercy and it is because of the probation that is still open that you have access to the throne of the Father in Jesus' name. Remember people who are in the camp meeting and be with us today. Make your worship to be one so we can be together with the family of heaven. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So as you can see that there is no title on the bulletin, but I have title on my sermon today. And my title is Stubbornness of the heart. Stubbornness of the heart. We often read John chapter 3 verse 16. For so God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe should not perish but have everlasting life. So we hear in the pulpit that God loves everybody. And it is true, God loves everybody. But God has given each one of us free will to choose whether to follow him or not. The greatest gift ever God has given to his creation is to choose to obey him or not. Angels had that chance and Lucifer perverted his freedom. So today I want to talk about a certain king that all of you, you are well. And this is the only one king we will talk today. King Ahab. So turn to me to the book of First King. First King Verse 20, uh, uh, 1 King chapter 22. 
Now, I want to give you a little bit of background here. Ahab became a king. And he went and he married the daughter of Zidonian king, Jezebel. During the time of Ahab's reign was the time of terrible apostasy. But God in his wisdom, he sent prophets, one after another, particularly prophet Elijah. And all what God was doing is to call Ahab back to stand in the principle of the God of heaven. Well, he was a nice and defiant king. You know that. Now, as time continued, Jezebel became the controller of the state palace in Samaria, if you like. Because Ahab went so far to sacrifice to the gods, to sacrifice to demons, yet God gave Ahab ample chance to come back to him. But you remember one instance which you found it in the book of First King 21. Naboth, Naboth was given a, a, a vineyard, a farm if you like. And it was his farm by inheritance. Now according to the Bible, when you receive inheritance, you don't give it back, you don't sell it. And here come King Ahab, want the vineyard. And he said, will you give me please the vineyard? He said, well... Is from my father's heritage. How can I give you my father's heritage? Vineyard. Jezebel knows, learning that he know, how can this poor man reject the king's request? So the lady was very strong. She called people. She said, go and murder Naboth. Go and kill him. And the messenger come. They take Naboth. They strangle him wherever they kill him. And then he tell his husband, awake and go and possess the vineyard. Now, after that, First King 21, I'm going to read verse 18 because now God is revealing himself to prophet Elijah. And this is what he said. This is First King 21 and verse 18. And go down to meet Ahab. This is God speaking now to prophet Elijah. King of Israel, which is in Samaria. Behold, he is in the vineyard of Naboth. Whether he is going down to possess it. And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Hast thou killed and also taken possessions? That's the question. And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, In the place where God Dogs lick the blood of Naboth. Shall dogs lick thy blood, even thine? Now pause here a moment. So here Elijah is coming. He met Ahab. He said, look here. You have murdered a poor man. That was faithful to his family. And listen to what God is saying. Where the dog licks his blood, they will lick your blood too. Now, if you continue to read, you see that Ahab was defiant. First of all, he called Elijah an enemy. He said, you are my enemy. Was Ahab an enemy of Elijah? 
Or was Ahab an enemy of God? Ahab was an enemy of God. Because Elijah was just a messenger. And why do you have to hate the messenger? Who just delivering the message? Was so that Ahab was an enemy of God, but he hated the messengers of the Lord. Now let's go to 22. First King 22. Now it has come to a time that let's read it from verse 1. And they continue three years without war between Syria and Israel. And it came to pass on the third year that Jehoshaphat the king of Judah came down to the king of Israel. And the king of Israel said unto his servant, Know ye that Ramoth Gilead is ours, and we be still and take it not out of the hand of the king of Syria. Okay? And he said unto Jehoshaphat, Will thou go with me to battle, to Ramoth Gilead? And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am thou art, my people as thy people, my horses as thy horses. So, just to go through this. Here, King Jehoshaphat, who was a faithful to God, he came down to meet Ahab. Because their daughter, the daughters of Ahab was married to the son of Jehoshaphat. You know that. So, what happened is, he wanted to go to the war. And he tell his fellow king, will you go with me? He said, well, sure, I will go with you. But, I like Jehoshaphat. Listen to what Jehoshaphat said. He said, verse 5, will you please go to verse 5? And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. This man, Jehoshaphat, he feared God. He said, will you please inquire? And then you know what Ahab did? He went and he called the prophet of Baal. Then the king, verse 6, gathered the prophets together, about 400 men, and said unto them, shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they say, go up, for the Lord shall deliver it unto thy head unto the hand of the king. Now, let me ask you this question. Did Ahab knew that these prophets were false prophets? Yes or no? He knew these were false prophets. So if you like to call, this is a defiant king who even decided that because he was a king, he will choose his own prophets with the assistance of Jezebel. Okay? And verse 7. And Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord beside that we may inquire of him? And Jehoshaphat look, he see, this is not right. He say, Is there any man who is faithful to God, a prophet? And then listen to Ahab. He said, and the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Aimla, by whom we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him. You hear that? I hate him, for he doth not prophesy good 
concerning me but evil. And Jehoshaphat say, let not the king say so. Was Ahab an enemy of Micah, the prophet? Or Ahab was enemy of God? He was an enemy of God. So he hated whatever the servant of God will speak to him. So if you want to be a good friend of Ahab, you better be a false prophet. You get anything you want. But as long as you are straight and you speak truth according to the word of God, you are his enemy. So he is your enemy because Ahab was an enemy of God. Now, then, let's go to verse 13. Because now the messenger is going to meet Micah, the prophet. And they talk. And listen, he said, and the messenger that was going to, my, to call Micah spake unto him, saying, Behold now the words of the prophets. Declare good unto the king with one mouth. Let thy word, I pray thee, be like the word of one of them, and speak that which is good. Then Micah respond. And Micah said, As the Lord liveth, what did the Lord say unto me? That will I speak. So here the, 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 the messenger is from Ahab. And if you can see, the messenger is in line with Ahab. Now, let me tell you something. As we are going close and close to this earthly history, people that will be favored in the church, in the society, anywhere, are people who will go with whatever people's perception and mind there. People who stand on God's word will not be accepted. Because the messenger said, don't say something else. Speak as those 400 prophets what they have said. Now, verse 15, he said, so he came to the king. This is Micah. And the king said unto him, Micah, shall we go against Ramoth Gilead to battle or shall we forbear? And he answered him, go and prosper for the Lord shall deliver it unto thy hand of the king. And the king said unto him, how many times shall I adjure thee that thou tell me nothing but that which is true in the name of the Lord? So now the prophet say, well, I will tell you what God says. Say, you, you see, I know you. You, always, you have always problems. And verse 17. Now listen to this. And he said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills. As sheep that have not a shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master, let them. Return every man to his house in peace. And the king of Israel, verse 18, said unto Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell thee that he will prophesy no good concerning me but evil? Now 
Micah go ahead and explain to him what he was shown. He say, and he said, hear thee, hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. And all the hosts of heaven is standing by him on his right hand and on his left hand. And the Lord said, verse 20, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one said on this manner, and another said on that manner. And there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, Whether will? And he said, I will go forth. And I will be a lying spirit on the mouth of all the, his prophets. And he, he said, Thou shalt persuade him, and he prevail also. Go forth and do so. Now, the prophet is before the king. And he tell him what God has revealed to him. That I saw the Lord standing, sitting on his throne. What was he saying? I saw your judgment. I saw that the door of your probation is closing. He said, I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and the host of heaven was standing on his right hand and on his left hand. Ahab, your judgment, your decision, your eternal decision is in balance. And what did Ahab say? Your eternal destiny is in balance. All the hosts of heaven, the angels, are watching your record. And Ahab, you have been found in wanting. Now, let's go to verse 23. Because if Ahab get this message, you think maybe he will try to change. Because the Lord was sitting. I saw him on the throne. I saw the judgment throne. And you, Ahab, yourself as the king, your life will hang on balance. Your eternal destiny is in balance. And then he say, verse 24, But Zedekiah, the son of Chana went near and smote Micah on the cheek and said, Which way went the Spirit of the Lord from me to speak unto thee? And Micah said, Behold, thou shalt see in that day when thou shalt go in an inner chamber to hide thyself. Now we come to Ahab. And the king of Israel said, Take Micah and carry him back into Ammon the governor, to the city and to the Joash the king's son. And say, thou shalt say, the king put this fellow in prison and feed him with the bread of affliction and with water of affliction until I come in peace. Verse 28. And Micah said, if thou return at all in peace, the Lord has not spoken by me. And he said, hearken, O people, every one of you. Now, before I go to the last conclusion, Ahab receiving the message, what did he do? He defied the God of heaven 
by putting his messenger in the prison. You know, when you read the scripture, people that will not be in heaven is not because they were sinners, but it because they cling to sin and they turn their way back from God. This was a golden chance for Ahab to repent and tell the prophet, I have sinned. Can you pray for me that God forgive me? I want to put my things right. But he said, put this fellow in prison. Let me tell you something. There is nobody who will be condemned because he was a sinner. But people will be condemned because they cling to to their sins. The, The forgiveness was there. The remission of sin was there. But they turned back their back from God. Is not because we are sinners, but when we run away from God, that's what the problem is. Jesus expects us to run toward Him, to run toward Him for forgiveness. But here the king says, Put this fellow back to prison. Now, I want to go to the last verse before I close this sermon today. Verse 29. Now, before we read this, after Ahab was commanded in Micah to be put to, to prison, his mercy door, his probation was already closed. Because the message from Micah was his last chance. You know, sometimes I meet with people, I give them books, and they say, I don't need that. And when I leave, I don't feel, you know, I don't feel good. I pray for them. Because I know when you give somebody a book and when they they refuse, it might be their last chance. Do you know that? Do you know you can give somebody a book, a great controversy, deserve wages, or step to Christ? And by him receiving that book, the Holy Spirit has found a door to open that person. And you can give somebody a book and he say, I don't want it, I'm okay. By saying that, he sealed his eternal or eternal destiny. Now, I have how many? Ten minutes. Let's go to verse 29. The same chapter, chapter 22. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramoth Gilead. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and enter into the battle, but put thou on thy robes. And the king of Israel disguised himself and he went into the battle. Now, just rest over there. Was Ahab an earnest friend of King Jehoshaphat? He was not. Listen. Nobody can be honest to you if they are not honest to God. Let me tell you something. We are not good than God. And I always tell people, I say this. You cannot please Satan who accused the holy God, the eternal king of the universe. Was really Ahab a genuine friend of Jehoshaphat? We come to the world and you say, put on your kingly robe. I will disguise myself. What do you say? He was willingly, if Jehoshaphat perish, that's fine with him. You cannot have a friend 
who is against God, who downplaying God, who is not faithful to God, and be your friend. Now, let's go. But the king of Syria, verse 31, commanded his 32 camp captain that had rule over his chariot, saying, Fight neither with the small nor greater, save only with the king of Israel. And it came to pass, when the captain of the chariot saw Jehoshaphat, that they say, Sure, it is the king of Israel. And they turned aside to fight against him, and Jehoshaphat cried out. And it came to pass, when the captain of the chariot perceived that it was not the king of Israel, that they turned back from pursuing him. And a certain man, and a certain man drew a bow at a venture and smote the king of Israel between the joints of the harness. Wherefore he had said unto the driver of the chariot, Turn thine hand and carry me out of the host, for I am wounded. And the battle increased that day, and the king was stayed up in his chariot against the Syrian. And he died at even. And the blood ran out of the wound unto the midst of the chariot. Verse 36. And there went a proclamation throughout the host, the going down of the sun, saying, Every man to his city and every man to his own country. That's the fulfillment of the word of Micah. So the king died and was brought to Samaria. And they buried the king in Samaria. And one washed the chariots in the pool of Samaria. And the dogs lick up his blood. And they wash his arm according to the word of the Lord, which is back. Now, all along, what God has said, Ahab disregarded it. Ahab hated it. But what was the final conclusion? His stubbornness. He was stubborn. And as every day he rejected the word of the Lord, he was going, he was close and close to his doom. And when he got chance to hear the message of Micah, that was his last chance to accept it or to reject. Now remember, when he murdered Nebuchadnezzar, Elijah spoke to him. And Elijah went back to heaven. And I believe on those who were standing on the Lord's side, somewhere Elijah was there. He was watching the fulfillment of his words. God is calling people. And he he did not say because you did A, B, C, D, I will not accept you. God is calling people, however how they are, if they accept he is willing to walk with us, to serve us. <clears throat> but stubborn of the heart, rejection of the word of God, it is our decision is not God's decision. Salvation is there for all. But only few will choose it. You know, 
I always ask myself, what will happen that day when Elijah will look at Ahab? Elijah standing with the host of God and Ahab standing with the lost. How will Ahab feel when he see Micah standing beside the angels? And God will reveal the history of Ahab to him. How God tried to save Ahab. And he will see Micah standing with the redeemed. And Ahab standing with the lost. You know, let me conclude by saying this. My mother passed away this week. Okay? And he was a very solid Adventist. But one comfort which I got is her last statement. She was a soldier Adventist all her life. And on her last word to conclude, she told my brother, my, my, my second brother from the, the old, he said, make sure that you guys, you prepare yourself because I want to see you on the resurrection morning. Amen. You know, when you hear those kind of words, you get hope that there is a re- resurrection. Imagine you were with somebody in the church and some people they go out and they die some death you are sure you will never see them. I have somebody that was last year, even not last year, this year, I think that was last year, from my village and I heard that he, he hung himself. That was a terrible death. When you hear somebody died in faith and hope, there is comfort. There is comfort. I'm telling you, there is a comfort. I want to tell you something. How will you feel one day? Jesus is on the sky and the redeemed are there. You see somebody, friend, close, we are together. He's out of the city. People will not be lost because they were sinners. They will be lost because they were sinners who rejected the gift of salvation. Ahab, God gave Ahab an, a time and time and time. And every time he get a message, he punishes the messenger. It's one thing to be a sinner. But it's another thing to be a rejecter of truth. And today in our society, Sin is being protected by law of the land. Sin is being protected. And those who praise sin have been favored. We need to stand for what is right. Let's show our people our, our really true color. We are Seventh-day Adventists. And we are passing here. Our home is yet to come. May God bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen.